Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Knocked Conscious. Today, I had the pleasure of speaking with Kevin Mackey. He was involved in an altercation while protesting the COVID vaccines back in July of 2022. He has a very interesting story. Here it is. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Knocked Conscious, guys. Thanks for reaching out. Kevin, you'd reached out to me. So there's an incident that happened. I went on your Twitter, and it's a suspended account. So I get an email from you. And there's a case and there's a video attached and I will share the video and all the information because I don't want to get too much into it. But basically, I will post all the links and everything to the video when we post this. But what happened? Tell tell me what happened. Give me all the details, blow by blow, just like Ilya mentioned, and, and I'm along for the ride. So I'm going to only right. ask questions to add seasoning. So I'll give the blow by blow. Um since kevin uh you know every everything he says can be used against him in a court of law as they say so basically uh they were out protesting um against a covid19 vaccine clinic uh for children aged three no five through eleven and uh, he'll go into all of that himself. But um, basically, as soon as they get there, they get accosted by bystanders. This is a very liberal community. 91% of them uh, have voted for Biden. So no, 80 something percent voted for Biden and 91 percent of the children five through 11 in that community are vaccinated. So people are very pro vaccination. Did, did I hear 90 percent of the children between five and 11 are vaccinated with the COVID-2 with the, some kind of Pfizer or Moderna of some sort? Yep. Two shot at least. Okay. Um, and that was a year ago. So it's a very uh, liberal and also pro-vaccine community, but that doesn't mean that Kevin doesn't have freedom of speech to protest. They disagree. That's kind of the point of liberal, They're, isn't it, Ilya? Unfortunately. Uh, well, uh, in a in, in the real definition, yeah. So they protested, they came out, um, and immediately they were accosted by a variety of members of the community. They were accosted, of course, by the uh, museum staff. This was at a museum that was renting space to the government for this clinic. So um, the museum claimed that they were on private property and told them to leave. They refused to leave. And then some guy came out like Sasquatch out of the woods. Time out. Yeah, time out there. So they were told that they were on private property. Were they on private property? They were not on private property in the sense that there was no public access. This was an easement. Um, there was a park nearby. Uh, a town park and back in 2016 this museum signed a contract an official contract that's recorded in the land registry that says that the public can access those sidewalks that Kevin was on and they can use those for uh, any kind of recreational activity related to the park 
And there's a lot of Supreme Court cases as to the fact that protesting, political debate, all that kind of stuff is quintessential park-related activity. So they can't say that they weren't using it for the right purposes. So that land was allowed to be, there was legal access to that land and they weren't trespassing, but they were accused. From what I saw from the video, just as a bystander, complete bystander, it looked like a sidewalk. If I were an American citizen and I saw that area, I would think that that was available for all to stand, walk, etc. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's there's an official land record that says so as well. So uh, then all of a sudden this guy comes out like Sasquatch out of the woods and attacks Kevin right away. He was came out, blindsided him from the right, grabbed onto Kevin's sign, which was uh, mounted onto one inch PVC pipe with uh, triangle joints, you know, holding it together at the corners. It was a frame and then he zip tied the big sign to this PVC pipe. So the guy comes running out of the woods, grabs onto Kevin by the hand and starts pulling Kevin as he's, you know, bare clawing at a woman who was also protesting with Kevin. Right. Now, if I may, and is this where the video kind of start is that where the video actually is started where that person's coming in and makes that movement is that the movement you're talking about where he swipes yeah there's uh okay. so uh, oh no so yeah he swipes the phone out of this other woman's hand which then stops a recording and then right. so the first piece the distance, was actually not recorded yet is that correct when he initially approached it was recorded, but kind of off camera, you know, like okay. you, you see her like flip over and you see that actually the the first contact, the assault by this guy um, was uh, recorded. And you see he yeah, comes and that's in, the one of him swiping to, initially, right? Grabbing and the one in the he video. grabs onto Kevin like this with the sign and then he uses his other hand swipes the woman uh the phone out of her hand and the recording stops but you can see on it far on a distant recording that he then is dragging kevin by the hand and with the sign along too as he's like trying to grab onto another woman like this so at this point kevin's being dragged and he basically defends himself and the woman by whacking the guy on the head two times with uh, the uh, megaphone that he was holding in his other hand. That's what it looked like to me as well. Just from a, once again, just from an observational, looks like Kevin was pushed down and then Kevin got up and there were, I saw a couple, I would, I heard a couple bops I did see a woman in the frame as well. So, yeah, that's that's where we're at. OK. Yeah, a couple of bots. All right. And, um, 
and, and then basically, you know, Kevin did a pretty good job against a guy double his size, pepper sprayed him when he, each time there was a, basically the guy did something to attack, not Kevin, but a woman uh, who was with Kevin. And this was uh, very important. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's clear because there, there's places where the guy attacks Kevin and Kevin kind of backs off. In fact, when the worst part of it, when so the, the guy ended up uh, breaking apart Kevin's sign, pulling off like a four foot length of that one inch PVC pipe and just you know, swinging it like a baseball bat looked like he played baseball in the past because he did the full, you know, body swing and just whacked Kevin like crazy. Kevin didn't do anything. He stepped back. It was only when the guy went and started trying to hit a woman with that pipe that Kevin ended up spraying him again. So anyway, the guy ended up being, you know, a Democrat and a supporter of that museum. Um, he had posted on his Facebook that he that Republicans cannot coexist in this country with the rest of them, with, with the rest of the people and that they should be removed from this country. Um, that's, that's a good, they should be expelled. Yeah, so they're a virus that needs to be expelled. They're a of course, virus of course that needs to is, be right? expelled. So there's clear motive here for a hate crime, um, as it's understood under Massachusetts law. So instead, and, I, and I'd even fight that that's even a hate crime, man. I'd be like, you, you're allowed to have any opinion you want of me. You know, <laughs> it's, that, it's that's funny true. that that's even. Yeah tried to be used the other way right yeah but that's uh basically kevin uh stayed on scene gave his statement to the police did everything right the other guy ran off but ended up calling 911 because his eyes were hurt and otherwise there was no injuries to this guy and, and there so was that get, call that i heard uh on yeah. on that video as well that'll be in there so yeah, to everyone listen to this, i urge that everyone listen to that to those two videos that i'll have posted links to gets arrested and then uh and we find this out through foia or our version of it called the public records act that that same weekend there was an emergency kind of series of emails and phone calls within the Massachusetts Department of uh, Executive Office of Health and Human Services. So our HHS, our public health people and the Secretary of Health for Massachusetts. Uh, basically, her her director of policy said that we shouldn't let this happen again, that these people said when they left, see you again, and we want to make sure that there's no further protests at the clinics anymore, at the vaccine clinics. So they ended up, uh, we don't know exactly what they did, but the Secretary of Health responds and says that I spoke with the Executive Office of Public Safety and Security and the head of the Massachusetts State Police will get in touch with you 
soon and I can discuss offline what they are doing. The very next Not, nothing day, in writing, right? And we'll do it in nope. a location where you don't have to record it for FOIA in the future. Exactly. Yeah, I get it. Exactly. So the very next day, uh, that local police department tells one of its detectives to open a case on Kevin and the rest of the protesters. Uh, I got the rest of the protesters off for trespassing, but with the extra uh, charges against Kevin, which are ridiculous, which are assault with a dangerous weapon, which is just like shooting somebody uh, in Massachusetts. A dangerous weapon is a deadly weapon. So uh, he's being accused of shooting somebody as if he shot somebody and this carries a 10 year sentence potentially. Um, and he still even got that trespassing charge, which is ridiculous considering that he was on public property and uh, obviously that he was acting in self-defense and defense of others against a man twice his size who was absolutely enraged and who had a clear motive to do what he did based on his hatred for people he disagreed with politically. Unfortunately, in Massachusetts, that makes you a hero. And he got away with it. You know, he he his process is over. He got to uh, plead. He, he got to admit guilt, but not be convicted. And uh, so it's not on his record as a conviction. And he got like six months of probation and anger management classes. And Kevin nine months and Kevin was looking at some serious jail time. So just to try to give a full picture, we saw the video. This altercation happened. Regardless of the initiation, both both gentlemen, both parties involved were in some way physical at some point during the altercation. So at minimum, both should be looked at. What you're telling me is Kevin's case, his was looked at, and they're still pursuing in a pretty severe way. The gentleman who was the actual initial attacker, the assailant initially that we see in the video, we clearly from the time, there's no need to, that's just clear in the video. That person has now just been given a slap on the wrist with a six-month probation. Is that correct? Yes, and the prosecutor is trying to claim that Kevin was the initial assailant, despite everything we see on the video and a very just obvious case of gaslighting. Um, Everything that the prosecutor has said so far has been that it's Kevin who did the initial aggression. And, you know, the other guy was just, you know, doing a public service by trying to remove Kevin from private property. Right. So basically their position is is a very disweighted, unweighted type of uh, of, I don't know. I don't want to say punishment yet or, or I guess different ways to go after different types of people, depending on how they feel about things. Yeah. And they got a jury pull over there that's going to be very sympathetic to their uh, line of thinking. And uh, it's it's worth mentioning that 
um, the videos that the video that you saw was comprised of a bunch of different views of the attack because nobody got the whole thing. Well, that first chunk where you see Fred grab me, that part was sent by the woman who got the phone swiped out of her hand. The um, one, the far distant one, right? Is this no. a far or the one right there? The one real close. The up. one right there. Yeah. Got it. So, okay. um, uh, our protesters sent that to the police immediately after the attack. And despite having sent it to the police, the detective that wrote up the police report that, uh, they wrote the police report right away, but then they came back and added, what they found from the video into the police report at a second date. Well, at that second date, despite having that piece of the footage, they did not comment on that at all. They yeah, only they left commented. Out, they, they left out that initial aggression uh, out of the police right. complaint, and that's yeah, like I mean, the most we've, material. We've actually seen that evidence. with the vice president when she was a DA, omitting evidence to keep. Yeah. I mean, we see this happen as a as a ploy. Look, these people need to win their case. I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, you can't really. I hate, I hate to to blame the people doing it, but they are culpable for doing this. But their job's to win. Yeah. You know? Right. And they'll do anything to do so. And that's unfortunately the way it's set up is that they're able. There are some tools that they're able to use to do this. Which is mm-hmm. messed up to me. You would think that the the prosecutor yeah. should be looking for justice, not just a win right. at any cost. Right. Exactly. And that's and unfortunately, that is definitely the way it seems to be going. And not only that, it's just the the, the lack of uh, fairness between the two cases, right? Because if 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 you once again, as a as a bystander watching, I'd be like, both of those guys should get something for whatever they had between them, and then it's like. All right, now stop it. Like that's pretty much how I see it. You know what I mean? It, it it did get a little out of hand, but you know what? It did settle down. It did not get to an. It was non-lethal force, uh, or non-lethal uh, in pepper spray. So, you know, just well, as once again, I'm a court of public opinion. I'm not. I'm not the the jury in this case, but it, it looked like two people who had a physical altercation, and there should be something, but well, definitely what? fair for each in some way. If you know, if not even weighted towards the assailant, right? Well, it's funny you mentioned that because early on in this, um, the first uh, agreement that we had with the court was going to be that um, I take the stand, plead the fifth. The assailant takes the stand, pleads the fifth. There will be no other witnesses. It would just be a wash. Nobody, nothing happens to anybody in a bench trial. And the prosecutor and Ilya agreed to that, um, and that's that was the path that we were set on all the way up until less than a week before that. And then all of a sudden on the Friday before that Tuesday bench trial was to happen, all of a sudden they're like, oh, we have a witness that wants to testify against Kevin. Never mind. We want to go forward with prosecuting him. Bait and a total switch. ambush. Wow. Meanwhile, and obviously, you know, Ilya, as I the attorney, you can speak to this, correct? You can speak to this because this ha- you were the one who negotiated this. Uh, yeah. This- and then I have no preparation. 
because we agreed to not having any witnesses. So unfortunately, no recording, no recorded audio of the conversation. Oh, no, that's (laughs) in fact that. No, no, no. So afterwards, I I, I made a big scene in court that I'm not talking to her on, uh, you know, without email anymore. Uh, that we're we're not talking on the phone yeah, because you need I'm not, I, I need everything in writing from now on. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just uh, it was a bait and switch. They try to get me. I threw a fit basically in court and said that we're not proceeding to trial under these circumstances prepared as much as we could to impeach this um this new witness and um you know luckily we got uh the trial delayed and now that it's delayed we've done some good preparation and everything i think is ready um to defend but him uh going on trial is a problem in the first place because a the 100%. jury and b that shouldn't have happened and you know a, a prosecutor's not supposed to bring a uh assault kind of case if there's clear evidence of self-defense and it's and it's just miraculous that this that this can even happen in in this way it's just it, it boggles my mind right now and that's not yeah. even that that wasn't even the only lie that the prosecution told us. Um, she denied they continue to gaslight the existence of the easement that proves that we were on public property. Um, she says, I hit Fred with the white pole when there's. You see the whole well, you thing did. You hit him with you your back. Proceed. Come on, man. You hit him with your back. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I hit the pole with my back, I guess. If you if you want to hear it, listen to it that way. I have hit a lot of, of people that with my face, man. I've hit a lot of fists with my face in my life. Right, right yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, there's the issue of the... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Go ahead, please. Um, there's the issue of the ex parte communication that went on um, behind our backs. Uh, Ilya was forced to uh, argue against a um, a rebuttal to his motion to dismiss. Uh, I forget which hearing that was. Um, The judges, the the judges are pretty much in on it. Uh, There was a situation where, you know, I filed a motion and the prosecutor said, "Uh, could I have this other judge hear this motion? And that's a big no-no. You're not allowed to do what's called judge shopping. So I called them out on it, but not until they the 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 judge who was sitting in court at the moment said, sure, we're going to take a break and I'm going to call the judge, the other judge and see if she's available. Another big no, no, you can't communicate. Judges can't communicate about a case with each other. Um, so we ended up knocking out those two judges. Like Miss Triley kind of thing in a way? Disqualification. Uh, Trump has tried to do that with his judges, um, without much success. Although 
what's happening down in Georgia with a prosecutor who is banging the special. We know about that one. Right. We know that about Fonnie's Fanny. We know about her very well. Yeah, that, that one is probably good enough to disqualify the prosecutor. There needs to be like a direct like connection like that or an actual misconduct like those judges where they communicated with each other. So and then so and nationally, then, are there any? Oh, go ahead, Kevin. Oh, sorry. Uh, right after the the break where they in which they communicated they come back and they change their mind from having trying to get the other judge to hear it to okay we're going to hear the motion right now Ilya has no time to prepare he literally okay. had to look at the motion in the five minute break to prepare an or oral argument on the spot well i i, I was prepared the question was the prosecutor didn't ever see that motion and she had to argue against it and for her to agree to that means that she knew the fix was in yeah because i would never you don't go in you don't go in behind people like that yeah i i wrote it at least you know maybe uh i i didn't think i was gonna argue it that day but i wrote the damn thing the poor prosecutor if that was if she was the you know ambushed with that she would have the same problem as me at the trial but she knew that it didn't matter all she did was reread the police report and she she won because the fix was in anyway guys i'm gonna run Thank you so much. I've aged a lot in the past three years due to stress from COVID. Um, This wasn't my first uh, issue related to COVID. And COVID's really what got me into politics in general. Um, It all started, well, I grew up in Connecticut, but I moved up to Massachusetts about 17 years ago, 15 years ago. Um, to take a job with the FAA. Um, I interned at Bradley Airport. I'm a pilot. Um, no, I was a radar technician. Um, no, I'm a pilot. I, oh, you're I went a pilot. to Riddle. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I went okay. to Riddle Aeronautical University in Prescott, Arizona. Oh, nice. Yep. I, uh, oh, I went I to community FAA college. <laughs> I went to community college in Connecticut. And uh, through an internship program, I started working at Bradley Airport as a as a technician. Well, as an intern first, and then they hired me as a technician. Um, then, like I was telling you before, I went to Oklahoma City to get training every few months. They'd send me at for a couple months, um, sometimes a couple months, sometimes a couple weeks at a time. And I worked as a technician up in. Uh, uh, the Berkshires in the upper west corner of Massachusetts for the last James Taylor years. talks about it. I, I know what, it well. The what? Uh, James Taylor talks about the Berkshires in his song. Oh, Sweet Baby James. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's the only it's way a I nice know. Nice area. It. Yeah, <laughs> it is nice. Yeah. Well, um, in 2021, in in November of 2021. They started, we had already been working from home due to COVID uh, for the past year. And then in December 2021, they started talking about the vaccine. 
and they're like, well, we're, we're not going to mandate it, but you know, we're, we're advising that you get it. And something in the back of my head was like, they're going to mandate it soon. And then, uh, I started doing, uh, digging, digging deeper into the statistics, finding out how they, um, had been disguising they've been inflating covid death numbers and the death certificates by saying that uh covid was the cause of death when it was a comorbidity and yeah, they dying were dying using... of covid and dying with covid were right mixed together yeah right exactly if you got in a car accident within six months of having covid they put that as a cause of death and and I well, started they were this... funding for it. Right. They, in, they incentivized it. I mean, they incentivized you to change the death certificates or the certificates. Yes. Those those medical facilities would get extra funding for doing so for essentially falsifying medical yeah. records. Um, my, my mandate story is uh, I'm a pretty just generally independent person. And the second I heard that they had even talked about was an employees of 25. I called my I called my manager up and I said, I actually I sent an email, I think, to my owner, my vice president and my manager. I said, I do not care. I'm not doing this. I'm telling you right now before this even starts. He said, I won't I won't mandate it. I go, I'm telling you right now that's going to go down to smaller and smaller businesses. I think it started with like 500 or something, and then they kept making it, you know, 100 or something. And it kept smalling. I'm like, yeah. you're going to shrink it to our, to our size. I'm just telling you, it's not, I'm. This is my line. Like, and I told them the second I heard it, so they knew at least that we had talking points if it did come to that kind of conversation, you know. So you were so at for a small you what business. Happened, yeah, it was a small. It's a family kind of like more of a family run little more conservative family type run business. But in your okay. case, it sounds like you got caught in the corner, got painted in the corner there. Yeah, my, my employer was the federal government. So I, I didn't get to have yeah. those. But with the FAA. <laughs> yeah. They were like, no, shut up. And actually, I I was having the conversations with them despite them not wanting me to. Uh, we would have these um management meetings i wasn't management but they invited every, everyone to these management meetings for the whole new england region and um i went on there just to basically voice my opinion about the covid bullshit that was going on because they would say things like um well we're gonna now say that um any contractors that come on to site if you if the if the contract is for more than a certain amount of money then all of the contract employees have to be vaccinated if they're going to be on site but if the contract is for under a certain amount then they don't have to be vaccinated because the vaccine has it's it's elitist the, the vaccines it's a class thing too man it's not about race it's about class right and the vaccine itself uh the 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 pathogen actually knows how much money it knows you the make. dollar value right it knows right. The, net, the it knows the net profit the gross margin all of it it knows all of it yeah. it's yes it's very smart and it knows yeah. to infect people that make more money yeah. or less yeah, it's money it's like eating eating without the mask doesn't get anything in your mouth at all 
Well, yeah, that's why you can wear the, you can go to the restaurant and if you take off your mask, you're good because the food blocks the pathogen. So did, so was, were you let go? Did you walk away? Did you kind of start your exit? How, how did this devolve for you, I guess? Well, it, um, so as, as I was voicing my opinion on those Zoom calls, I would say, just like, you know, the point you brought up. How does COVID know how much money you make? Why is there, why are you making different rules for different, like it doesn't make logical sense. And of course the manager that's my boss's boss's boss that makes probably triple what I make. He's just like, I don't know. I'm just the conduit. And I'm like, no, no, you're part of the problem. Diffusion of responsibility is what that is. Diffusion? Yeah, it's called diffusion of responsibility. So as a as a company gets bigger and bigger, it's it spreads out the the blame among more people. So it just makes each person have less actual accountability. Yeah. So, and it's this like, guy, hey, I'm just I'm just another cog getting the next piece of paper, you know. Right. And I'm I'm like, no, you're the problem because you're choosing to be a repeater and go along with this crap. That's why we have this problem. If you stopped like I'm doing, then if everybody stopped going along with it, this wouldn't be able to be uh, pushed on people. Right. Um, Well, think about how does traffic happen? Cars stop moving. So if you just stop, things bottleneck. It's real simple. Yeah. So, but so, okay. So, so you had these conversations and I can't imagine the responses. I mean, first of all, let me ask you two questions. What was the reaction from management in general? How did they try to quit? Like, how did they try to tamper down? Or how was it? Re- how did they react? And how did your employee, fellow employees react? Because you're talking about a narrative that they're selling the public. And then you've got, obviously, top-down management, right? How did these two either agree with each other or contradict each other in any way? Um, management basically didn't want to answer. Um and they would say things like, well, if you have any concerns, email this email address. Support and, at. <laughs> yeah. And it went into the circular filing cabinet and nobody <laughs> ever responded. So then I would say on the next week's, the next biweekly call, hey, nobody responded. What the hell? Um, and management was generally pretty oppressive. Uh, it came from my direct manager. It came from that guy and the person in between them, uh, all levels of management. Um, and my coworkers were disappointingly not, they didn't stand up, but most agreed with me. They were like, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. This is wrong. We shouldn't force it on people. And I'm like, well, help me do something. Like that, I'm, and that's, I was vocal. That's about called the banality it. of evil, right? That's the banality yeah. of evil. So, you've got your, you've got your management going. Look, I'm just part of the problem, I guess. If you, if you're calling me the problem, I'm just part of it. So it's not really much of my problem. It's only part of it. And then you've got your coworkers telling you, well, "There's not much really you can do. We agree with you, but what are we going to do?" And both those forces combined is just the perfect storm. You know. My coworkers 
there was a period and the masks was a whole thing that I'm going to get into. But um, there was a period where the masks came back. They were gone for a while and they came back and I refused to wear the masks because they're stupid and they don't help. And I was like, and when the email dropped that there was the masks were back, everybody did a collective groan. Oh, geez. I'm like, don't wear them like I am. They can't fire all of us. And they're like, nah, we don't care enough. I'm like, you so, guys so is this you? Is that who you are? I mean, have you always been that way? Not is that really. a Kevin? Were you always like a like a rambunctious kind of like anti-authoritarian kid? Like, don't tell me what to do. No Free spirit questioner. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, back when I was a kid, yeah. But I, I had okay, yeah. But I mean, like, I, well, yeah. You sound like a guy who's who obviously is like believes in a system and gets goes through work and and is productive and and believes in like contributing to society. But this thing you couldn't get away from. I mean, you went to every the each one of these meetings. You didn't have to go to make your point. Yes. And you did it knowing that there were going to be consequences in some way at some point. Yeah, I didn't really face consequences for voicing the opinions. Um, It came more when the eventual vaccine attestation mandate came into play in November 2021. That's when my boss. um, Well, when the FAA. said that everybody had to attest to their vaccination status. Uh, They had to upload their papers, uh, scan it in and go on this website or whatever and tell them whether you were vac, whether you got your vaccine and prove it or whether you were applying for an exemption. Now, I was very stubborn and I said, fuck uploading my papers and fuck saying fuck asking for an exemption because i don't feel like i even have to ask for anything um you're not my doctor screw off um my manager didn't like that very much and uh right after you know after a period of time my manager started um calling me at my the radar site saying you know you haven't you haven't complied with the requirement. You haven't complied with the requirement. And I'm like, I'm not going to. It's stupid. Uh, this is this is unjust. This is probably unlawful. And you're not going to make me do this. I'm not going to get this vaccine. Like, And so... Uh, they eventually called me down. I was working up in the Berkshires. She is stationed at Bradley, uh, the Berkshire site. There's no management up there. They're a sister site of Bradley. So all the management is down in Bradley. So she's like, okay, you're coming in for a meeting at Bradley. Uh, I think that was in December 2021. So I go to the meeting. And there's a mask mandate in place, and I don't wear the mask because fuck that. Um, I immediately get you forgot shit it. For... You left yeah, it. Yeah. Oh phone. yeah. <laughs> oh, I knew what I <laughs> I knew what I was doing. Oh, um, I'm sure you did. Yeah. Uh, and plenty of people reminded me, uh, from my coworkers to the air traffic manager to my manager. 
Um, then we got into, I got into my manager's office and they uh, put the paper in front of me, reprimanding me for not attesting to my vaccination status. And she's like, I was like, I would like to record this meeting. You know, I, I feel like this is important and my job could be at stake. She, of course, denied me permission to record the meeting. Uh, it would have been okay if she had given permission. But no, they don't want anything on recording, of course. No. They know what they're doing is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, she slid the mask in front of me. And I'm like, nope, not doing that. Uh, she slid the uh, the uh, record. You know, I'm supposed to sign the paper acknowledging that I was... Um, um, being reprimanded, and I didn't sign that either. I stormed out of the meeting, um, and uh, I had to get uh, an, an unrelated issue. I had to get my um, PIV card um, fixed. It wouldn't open the doors or whatever. Um, so I was hanging around Bradley that day, and my manager's like, you have to leave. And I'm like, why? She's like, because you're not wearing a mask. And I'm like, no, it's against my beliefs to wear the mask. It's against my sincerely held beliefs. So it's a religious claim. Um, and she's like, you have to leave. She's like, she would not recognize that. Um, so eventually she, I wouldn't leave and she called the police on me. Um, oh, I and I and I have this I have the entire interaction with the police on body cam footage that I can oh, share. I can share that with. Yeah, you please. Point. If you have the link or anything there, you should upload that on your video stream, too, if you can. Yes, I, I do plan to do that. Um, but this uh, she called the police on me. I had a argument with them. Well, not an argument, but it was it was a long discussion. Um, she first threatened to call 911 on me, and then um, she said she forgot the number, so she called the <laughs> state police. Um, <sighs> but uh, after a conversation with the police, they didn't care about my objections to the masks, um, and I didn't care to leave, so they arrested me for trespassing at work on my shift. Um, I've never heard of somebody being trespassed at work on their shift. I've not so, ever heard of that. I mean, not no. unless they got like, unless there was an actual thing. Not like that. I don't know. Right. Right. All right. So, then, so you were you were at you were escorted from the premises. I was escorted into a police car and then into nice. the lockup at Bradley, and then. Um, charged with trespassing, had to report to the courthouse in Hartford, Connecticut. Um, there was a mask mandate there while the court was going on. So um, a friend and I actually went there and we asserted our rights to not wear the mask due to religious objections. And they actually, um, they were cooperative. They were like, okay, we don't want any trouble. Just stay away from people and just go in and do what you got to do so we were the only ones that 
Yep. So real quick, if I may, mm-hmm. there I've heard anecdotal stories of inmates or people on trial getting vaccinated while they're on trial. They just jabbed them in the arm and did it. I've heard that. Did, did you experience any of that? Any coercion to try to vaccinate you while you were waiting trial or anything? No, thank God. That sounds horrific. I don't. Have you heard that story? Have you heard that? No. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to get above my over my skis. But I've heard stories where people were be, being vaccinated or mandated as they're waiting trial. Uh, you know, in in jail. So that's I'll that's that. horrific. I'll check that. That's like shooting a fish in a barrel that's awful right i mean it's just yeah i I just wonder if you had that the only reason i'm asking that is because i heard that i don't i don't make claims i don't i don't do great claims it's not my job my job is to like let people share what their perspective of their story is and you know like i said share i wouldn't doubt it i i I wouldn't doubt that that's true that sounds like something i mean i could imagine more extreme places maybe california you know massachusetts Yeah, so you're yeah, Massachusetts is pretty much pretty much pretty liberal. But anyway, so so you uh you're in prison or in this jail is it like a drunk tanky kind of thing or just like Well that was um air- I was only in the lockup for a few hours the day oh, okay. I got arrested. And this was several this was probably a month later that I had to report okay. to the courthouse to talk to the prosecutor. And I eventually did, and I sat in front of the prosecutor, um, and he's like, Oh, so uh trespassing huh and i'm like yep and he's like so what happened and i said i wouldn't wear a mask at work so they arrested me for trespassing and he's like hmm okay so so you don't like masks huh and i'm like no he's like yeah, I see you're not wearing one right now because the whole rest of the courthouse is. Right. And and uh, I'm like, yep. And he's like, hmm. And you're from Massachusetts. Did you ever get pinched for this up there? And I'm like, yep. They arrested me at the courthouse in Springfield for trespassing, for not wearing a mask there. Twice. Because the first day I wouldn't wear the mask in the courtroom, in the courthouse. And the second day I had to get go to my arraignment at the same courthouse and I still wouldn't do it. So they arrested me again. Of course. Contempt. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm a bad person. So he's like, he's seeing that there's a pattern here. And I think the women behind him are like giggling a little bit. Because this is so ridiculous and stupid. He's like, hmm... Okay, well, I'm not interested in prosecuting this. I don't have any constitutional grounds to stand on. So just come back next time and we're going to get this dismissed for you. And I was like, oh, good. So I did come back next time. I think it was like a month later. And uh, the woman that works for the prosecutor's office said that, yeah, we'll, we'll, um, I think it was null process or something. They, uh, they said if, you know, if you're good for six months or a year, um, you'll get, Explosive. you'll get it taken off your record. 
Or you can, if you hang around for an hour or two, you can talk to the judge and try to get him to dismiss it outright. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll hang out and try to do that. So, so I did. And then the judge came out and uh, I was like, yeah, um, the prosecutor said that uh, he found it to be unconstitutional. They aren't interested in pursuing it. So yeah, I'd like it to be dismissed outright. And then he turned to the uh, the woman that works for the office, the prosecutor's office, and he, he was like, any objection to that? And she was like, nope. And he's like, okay, dismissed. Nice. And that was it. It was gone. And I went downstairs and I got the receipt for that. And I ended up uploading that in a document to my work who was continuing to reprimand me right. because that I wouldn't wear the masks. Right. So this is like, hey, I just went to a court and fought whatever, and I got some kind of get out of jail free. So this should be me getting out of jail across all jails, I guess. Right. Including. Yeah, makes sense. You just had a judge rule on something, like a legal judge rule on, make a ruling, you know? Right, yeah. So, um, in the months after that, they, uh, after the arrest, and then I think there was another day where I tried to show up at work right after that, um, they, they knew that I wouldn't wear the mask, so they put me on unpaid leave for several months. Um, and then during that, they suspended me, um, I think, for 30 days. Yeah, there was a 30-day suspension embedded within the multi-month uh, unpaid leave period. Then I eventually got back to work. Uh, they moved me from, from the Berkshires down to Connecticut uh, because I required additional oversight according to them now this was in the height of the pandemic where right. you need more people to watch you but you need to stay six feet away yes <laughs> and then and that. that somehow made sense to them i worked up there with two other guys and they were so hard on pushing uh social distancing that we weren't even supposed to hang out in the same room as other technicians <laughs> All but right. they brought me from the isolated radar site down to the crowded control tower with air traffic and several other technicians violating their own concern about safety because they needed to have control over me. Yeah. Well, the only way to have freedom is tyranny. Come on. You know. Right. Yeah. Come on. So. I was, and, and I pointed this out in my rebuttal documents that came later. Um, they brought me back, uh, or back to Connecticut, actually. Now, uh, now, are you are you looking? Are you preparing to exit in some way, or do you think that you're safe as an American working in your job and taking the stance you have? Because oh, I'll admit. That, I'm a worker and I can't not work and not make a paycheck. Like there's just something ingrained in me that won't allow it. It's mm -hmm. probably my parents or whatever. And I would admit that I would probably lean toward caving 
to save something if I didn't have something backed up, but I'd be trying to work on something in the background. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yes. So what were you mentally in that in that part? Um, well, as the story goes on, I eventually um I get suspended again. And then eventually they hand me a uh, notice of proposed removal from federal service. Um, so um, that's where I prepare the document uh, showing that I was let out of jail. I was, um, I showed, it was like this 20 page document I put up references to how masks don't work. I looked at the OSHA rules and they were supposed to have um, workplace hazard assessments done for all the buildings that they were requiring you to wear masks as their PPE, personal protective equipment. And there are rules sur surrounding personal protective equipment. They're supposed to have those workplace hazard assessments done for all the buildings that they're requiring you to wear that in. It was never done. Uh, if you're asking people to bring in masks from home, your management is supposed to be inspecting the masks as they would with any other PPE. If you're gonna if you're gonna do this, you got to do it right. Right. N nobody inspects masks. There's no uh, OSHA also says that there's supposed to be training on how, when, and stuff to wear masks if you're gonna use them as PPE. Never done. So it was just some bullshit thing that they slapped together to make people feel better about uh, thinking that they're protecting themselves from a pathogen. Right. Um, when I raised all these concerns in my document, they simply replied with, oh, the rest of his rebuttal just set, repeats a bunch of things he's said before when I've never said that stuff before. So it's all... Just, just a bunch of rhetoric. It's just a bunch of rhetoric, yeah. Studies yeah. and actual science. Yeah, data, science. Yeah. I got you. I'm with you. Judging, so, judge rulings in your favor, you know. I you didn't include those. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. The one <laughs> the one for me. Yes, I did. Right. The one that. for you, for sure. Yeah. Um. So they didn't care, and they fired me. Um, Severance, August just like 8th, right there after straight cut what how did that work yeah um it was 30 days for me to write that rebuttal i wrote it i sent it in and then right after that they called me in well i got a letter in the mail saying yeah come back to this off off the um not at the control tower but at this like office site near it bring all your keys, bring your key card, bring your laptop, bring the cell phone. And I'm like, it doesn't say I'm getting fired, but I know I'm getting fired. Yeah. And they're like, I've got a box with your stuff in it waiting for you. Yes. Yeah. So, so what, so this is November, 2021 when it kind of really started escalating. What date is the termination date? Or, or I don't want, if, if you can't talk about this specific date, but. August 8th, 2022. So you went through all that for like nine months. Yep. And after how, 15 how did you years do that? of federal like, service. 15, one five. Yep. They so, sent, 
they I mean, spent I guess that's thousands how you, training. I guess that's how me. you keep going. You you had 14 years in. That makes sense. And you'd be like, look, I I I'm bought in. Like this is what I do, right? Yeah, I I never imagined not having that job. Um, they spent thousands sending me to Oklahoma City, training me on various radio equipment, uh, radar equipment, uh, ground-based navigational aids um, that, that I was tasked to maintain and fix. Um, I was the only young guy at the radar site doing that pe- that set of equipment. The other two guys are, they could be retired now. Yeah, so I mean, I the thing is, like, you're, you're telling me you're 15 years in, and I'm looking at you, I'm like, you're 15 years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, you I, look young. I, so I'm just saying, I, like, you got a young face, too. I, I get it. It's just, you know, that's that's impressive. So you're I, I a young guy was, with, a, with, a, with a half of a full experience. I mean, that's 15 years is a long time. Yeah, I uh, I believe I got in when I was 23 got out of the college program and I'm 38 now. Okay. So, so they, oh, and they sent me oh. after I got fired. Um, they sent me my 15 year, uh, certificate <laughs> Your and, pin and, or something. Oh, yeah. And I spent my 15 year. Usually when, when you hit 15 years, they have a little meeting and all right. your coworkers are at the table and they call you they up and, and they clap and everything. I was on suspension for not telling them about that Springfield courthouse arrest. They had to suspend me for that for five days. Oh, oh and the first day of that was a holiday, June, Juneteenth. Oh, even better. Yeah. So they ju- they they gypped me out of a day of work uh, of uh, I would have got paid for that anyway, but right. you know they did it in a wow. special way. They gypped me. It's out. like, oh yeah, yeah, thanks. You know, you send me this thing after I've been right. fired. Thanks a lot, assholes. Yeah. I think I work for a rental car company. I remember getting like the 500,000th car rental paperweight after I was terminated or quit or whichever way that went. It's like, all right. Yeah. Woo. Man, yeah. that's crazy. So August 22, 2022 comes around. You're terminated. Yep. Now what? You are, you're literally the carpet yanked out or you ran off the cliff in the, in that cartoon you haven't looked down yet and you're just floating. You're just ready to fall, right? Like that's where you're at. Well, um, before I got fired, this, this acting thing happened where I got attacked by that bozo. Oh, um, okay. So door. So this happened during that time. So yes, a couple without, get, without a month getting before getting fired. Exactly. A month oh, before getting fired. Holy mackerel. So, Without getting into particulars of the incident itself, I'm curious, what is your mentality to take that stand or to demonstrate five to 11-year-olds? Do you have a personal story of someone that you know? Do you have any nieces, nephews, children yourself, something that just spoke to you about that? What about Um, that cause made you kind of like really stand up? 
Um, it's it's mostly a uh, individual rights issue. I feel like nobody should be penetrating you with anything that you don't want in your body. And uh, early on, uh, I was I was kind of telling my mom and dad about this, and I was like, "Don't get that, don't get that shot." And they got it, and my dad got a blood clot soon after. And how's he? Is he okay now, or is he? He's okay. Now? Yeah, yeah. Did he get okay. any associated my myocarditis as well, or the clots were the main thing? I don't think so. I, I think it was minor, um, but I asked my mom, I'm like, mom, it's probably that shot. And she's like, well, I did ask the doctor if that could have been it. And the doctor said no, but seemed like he wanted to say yes. And I'm like, I've been telling you, yeah, that's, that's it. Um, of course, they give me the logic that um, we have to be careful. We're older. Uh, we need to be. And safe. there's a case for and that. I'm, like, I'm not yeah, gonna exactly. lie. <laughs> the point. The point is, there's a case for that to be said. If you really want to say, if it really does help older people, okay, fine. But the average age of the person who died of COVID is higher than life expectancy in the United States. So. What does that tell you about it actually extending your life if you're older? I mean, just right there. If the average right. age of the person who dies of it is older than the life expectancy of the of the nation. Okay. You know, just yeah. like right, right on his face, you know. So Yeah, and so, and that goes to the whole um comorbidity thing. How many of them actually right. died of COVID? Right. Right. So I, I haven't shared with you what's going, what happened with me. My, my story's nothing like yours. I, I mean, I live in Arizona and I basically breezed through it because we didn't have money lockdowns. We didn't have anything. I wore a mask everywhere I went only out of courtesy. Just my, I was always with my girlfriend. We'd cross her family at times. And, you know, I just want to be courteous to other people. It's more of a visual whatever i'm with you like someone would be like oh you're wearing a mask i go yeah he goes what do you think about it? i go they're ridiculous in a waist but i'm just wearing it you know so someone asked me my opinion i'd be happy to share that so i'm a type 2 diabetic okay. and i was in belize the week before covid hit on march it's march 9 2020 i remember and there was a i still have a picture of a urinal in belize in the airport and the maker of the toilet is corona and I took a picture of it and I said, oh, my God, the origin, the origin of the coronavirus. And I just made like some real made. This is like we're talking early days. Mm -hmm. So next week I'm in Vegas. They shut down Vegas the day I'm there. 16th of March. They shut all of it down. I've got pictures on the strip where there's not a single car and it is just empty. And it was eerie. It was like, what the heck? We drive home and Sirius XM had some kind of like early COVID, like 24 hour what's going on with it, what started. So that's March. Fast forward to April, we get Brett Weinstein on Rogan. That is the first point when anyone said, there's something about an email that I got from a buddy that said something about it not being natural. And right then and there, I went, ding, I'm, follow I'm following that rabbit hole. And since then, You're I just- You're talking about COVID, 
not really about natural. COVID. Okay, like Correct. coming from the COVID lab and natural, yeah. right? So right off the bat, I knew this whole thing was something was up. Vax, 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 vax. Everybody got to get vaxxed as it comes. And I'm like, you know what? Let me do this. Let me take some vitamin D. Let me take some supplements. Let me get my blood sugars a little more under control. Let me let me work on that part. Let me do that first. Yeah. But so I go, I start and I go, well, the first thing I need to do is get working with my doctor again to start the process of getting better. Go into the doctor. The first thing she shoves is the vax. And yes, I'm like, mine too. I am here because of the vax. I'm here because I don't want to take it. And I'd like to get healthy now. So let's get my stuff in order. Where, where am I off and what do I need to do? Got my hormones checked. Got started taking testosterone. I was like below T. Like I did everything. So I started everything. Moon. My A1C, I am I became pre-diabetic for one for a six-month pe- period. Like I lost a bunch of weight. I used to be over 300 pounds at my peak. Now this is now years ago. This but is I'm like you 195. Had the, you had the type two going into this, right? Correct. I okay. typed you going in. So I my girlfriend and I. We're in Arizona. We still went out every day. I did wear the mask thing, but once again, it was a courtesy thing. I didn't at the at that time we didn't really know or didn't know, but it was like, come on, it's cloth. You're breathing in everything. It's ridiculous. But yeah. anyway, maybe it's spittle is what we thought it might stop, you know. So kept doing that. So we get through. I get down to, to below 200 pounds. I get to 195, super healthy. I'm in, I feel amazing. And boom. Christmas of 2021, 2022, two, probably. Yeah, probably 2022. We go to a Cardinals game, Arizona Cardinals game. I think we get it. And three weeks of like a little like bronchial thing, but not, more on comfort, discomfort. I worked every day, nothing. I breezed through it. I'm type 2 diabetic. I breezed through it. Then yeah. I got it again, and it was like even better. And the whole time they're pushing this thing, and I'm like, you just told me, uh, here I am, one of the biggest comorbidities is diabetes, or blood sugar. Well, generally, because it generally tends with obesity and with the other stuff and the other stuff, it all compounds together. But right. once I started taking care of that, with, with the supplementation, I think the vitamin D certainly helped. And I breezed through it. And I'm in, I'm a, I should not have breezed through it the way they told me I shouldn't have. Right. And I just took care of myself. And and would you be willing to instead of that take an experimental gene therapy, right. and and really ignoring all those other issues that you are that you had anyway? Right, exactly. It's like, oh yeah, I'm okay. I'm so I'm fat or I'm out of shape, so I'll just take a shot. It'll be fine. And that's what the doctor told you to do. That's what's bothering right. me. Like my yeah. doctor told me the same thing. She's like. I just had these arguments with her and I'm like, how come you never tell me like sleep more, eat vegetables, drink water, get sunlight. (laughs) They just, they just immediately try to tie you to that vaccine or to another medication. I've heard her when I first started seeing her, this was before COVID. She was like, you know, when somebody comes in here, what we do is we, we take down your symptoms and we try to hook you up with a medication. And I'm like, you just jumped way ahead. Like you should be trying to, what happened to the doctors to say, go home and eat some vegetables. Like right. it's, it's ridiculous that pharma has 
corrupted these doctors to this point where they don't care about your long-term health. That vaccine wasn't going to save you from COVID and it wasn't going to cure your diabetes and it wasn't going to make you lose weight and really make you a stronger person to take on any kind of pathogen. And my friend calls it the sick care system. It's not the health care system. They want to keep yeah, it's a treatment sick. system. Well, it's not a curing system. It's a treatment system, right? And if they yeah. treat it, boom. Like, I'll be honest, like, I, I, I needed testosterone. I, yep. I, I really needed it. But now that I'm taking it artificially, my body no longer makes it. Correct. And now I'm stuck. But I mean, right now, the, the net benefit for me is that I'm at a level that's made my body do a lot of better things for it. So the net yeah. positive, this is where modern medicine is good. This is where we look at each individual thing and go, where does it benefit humanity? Where does it affect humanity? You know? Well, I, th I think there's a lot of uh, things in our lifestyle that take our testosterone levels down. Yeah, there's a lot that of put you level, in that like the soy and all the extra stuff the, and the poison the soy, the fluoride in the water, the the yeah. chemicals in the soaps that we get. Um, there's a lot of estrogen, high estrogen levels. And, I mean, we talk about that with the plastics, the microplastics and the taints yeah. and all that with animals and stuff. It's it's pretty amazing. The biology and that we're that we're coming across. Yeah. And it's it's pretty bad that they don't. Um, push you towards things like the sunlight, the D3 that comes through sunlight. I've, I've heard that taking D3 supplements is not the same as getting it through the sun. I'm not sure. It's not, it isn't the same because it's just not absorbed the right way. I mean, you have to absorb it with some fats and you have to, you still need sun. I mean, and I mean, think about it. This is, this is what absolutely gets me. If you, if you want to talk about like, I'm going to go to race, we're going to go to skin color darker skin prevents less light to be absorbed yes so you have a section of people with darker skins of all different variant tones but darker now sit inside an office building all day and don't even go outside and i think the number i heard was 96 percent of people were vitamin d3 deficient of the people that were that went to the hospital during this pandemic Mm-hmm. It's a pretty astonishing number. And just just that alone. And to your point, you're right. It's not the same, but it's like it's almost like better than nothing, right? In that case. You could even make the the case that lockdowns disproportionately affected people of color because they need it more time inside. in the sun Correct. to get more D3. It's a biological thing. And that yeah, and that was kind of the point. And and that I leave it at that. No, no, much. Nothing more needs to be talked than just the biology of how that works, right? So it takes a, it takes about half the time it takes to burn for a patch of your skin to absorb the maximum amount of uh, D three from the sun. So oh, the wow. lighter you are, the less time you need in the sun. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just an absolute fact. The, the pigmentation. So, right. so you. You're you uh, you're done in August and a month before. So this was the July of 2022, Two. correct? Yes. Okay. So, and you just saw this thing in the. You just knew this thing was coming locally, and you're like, "Hey, you know what? This is a good time to get some people together, or get together with some people, and do this." Well, we had been, I had been a 
a protester slash activist up for a long time before that. The the time I spent on unpaid leave, uh, I had to do something with that. So uh, I got big into the activism. I got big into the um, medical freedom movement, um, going up to Boston, protesting Mayor Wu. She's ridiculous. I remember. Oh, Mayor Wu's the one that had the exclusivity parties. Is that that Mayor Wu? Yes, very recently. She had yeah, the, for the uh, holiday the holiday parties. The no whites party. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The the exclusivity only uh, holiday party. And then right like the that weekend, right after that happened, she claims that she got swatted. And that was in the news. So to me, right. I don't think she got swatted. I think right, she right. made up some BS story to cover up the no whites party because that was making big news. I was yeah, I, I was yeah. at my I was at my parents' house watching Newsmax. I believe it was Newsmax, and they were even covering it. Uh, that that made well, huge I'm in Arizona. News. I heard it. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So she yeah, that was a that was a big one, and we never saw any footage from any swatting or anything. So I could I could see that being bogus. Yeah, well, I've um, heard I heard there was a huge number of swat swattings going on over the holidays with a bunch of conservative people at least. I'm sure there were some liberal as well, but I think Pasovic was it Pasovic that was swatted and a couple other people. So oh yeah, yeah, there are a couple heard people Marjorie that Taylor Green. She was tall. Yeah, she was as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So interesting, just weird stuff. I don't know. It seems like what kind of tack? Why would just seems like terror tactics for real. Just ridiculous. So. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the 2024 uh, way to harass people instead of calling and sending a bunch of pizzas to their house. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's like what happened to good old 20 pizzas to your doorstep? Come on. Yeah, because now they don't do COD. Now you got to pay it ahead of time, and you don't have the credit card. That's that's how they got you now. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> At least pay for your prank. I'll pay. I pay for the prank just for the prank. Why not? It's worth it. Yeah, and and now like <laughs> and people really like you could get killed or hurt during one of those swattings. Imagine, imagine the wrong person being swatted at the wrong time of day. I'm yeah. I mean, like an old lady or something. House. You've got a very competent individual who protects his family who thinks that he's being he's being attacked. Yeah, it can go bad. It can go bad. Yeah. I mean, something can go wrong for sure and not not certainly not intentionally, but it can it it doesn't even make sense. You don't you think like, "Hey, that guy seems like somebody we'd all know." Maybe look up the name on Facebook or something to see how many followers they have or on X or something. You're like, "Oh, that guy seems pretty popular. Maybe we should call him on the phone first. Or send them a post or something, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, no, that's they'd rather just do it the other way. There's there's a disturbing lack of compassion uh, going on, like yeah. you know where that's how like the pizza prank turned into the SWAT, and how a, a bickering disagreement turned into what happened at the Discovery Museum. Right. You know, people just, they're just more angry, they're more violent, they're, yeah. they don't care about how what they do affects others, 
they, there's no there's sympathy. less of a gap between accountability and like co like causality i think we we don't we don't look at consequence anymore the same way yeah and it's it's disturbing I, and you know, I, a lot I gotta of be honest like, gotten i don't hurt. think i'm not one of these like video game conspiracy people because i played video games growing up but it is interesting that like we could like jump off fall off a building in a video game we just hit the reset button and it's like that's like someone's death in real life you know what i mean someone yeah that happens to someone half the stuff that you do in a video game you can't hit the reset button and i'm not saying it desensitizes you to like not feeling but it certainly probably desensitizes you to actual it being a consequence like an actual outcome that it's permanent you know what i've mean? i've heard of people saying that about things like well video games oh i was way back when like mortal kombat came out it was yeah, oh not the God, violence they, it's not that that does it it's yeah. the uh oh so you're saying it's the um it's the like fact it's like you're that playing, you can you're do something and there's no consequence well i'm just saying you're playing grand theft auto right you run across the street you get hit by a car yep you you just hit reset like there's nothing even that happens to you, right? So like when you think about doing something to someone, you don't really think about what actually that might happen, like what that actually might feel like. You know what I mean? Yeah. In that way. I don't you mean it in a, like as... the violence begets violence thing. I don't mean it like that. I mean it more like in a like like a causality. Like it's almost like, yeah, I could just hit reset and everything's cool. Yeah, yeah I think there's a problem where people are raised by the screen now and yeah, there's no real life situations where people do learn those concepts of accountability that more and more parents just sit their kids in front of the tv and uh let the tv raise them and and that's kind of problematic uh which and it's hard to blame some of them because now you have these situations where we're busy the economy sucks and you got to work all the time so the economy's like, so good i got three full-time jobs yeah exactly and how much time do you get to spend with your family and your kids it less and less and less, and less that's not even talk uh, say again sorry uh less incentivization we're not incentivized to do that anymore yeah and you used to be able to raise a family off of one income now both parents have to work if both parents are even around uh if it's if it's a single parent household you got two households that have to be paid for one for each it's ridiculous yeah. and and i really think that this is the intent of the government of the communist manifesto destroy the family unit uh break up families get families and people into um State. schools which are slavery schools are basically prisons for kids that teach them to be obedient um i i was kind of a flunky in school maybe that's the way why i am the way i am now um and uh you have these kids sitting down all day just being compared to each other via grades dehumanizing them really just destroying the quality of life then you got the sick care system pumping them full of pharmaceuticals it's and you got the food system pumping them full of pharmaceuticals yeah yeah exactly it's all poison it's, man it's poison up and down the side you know it, it's disgusting 
like all these so things are, are come, you... come together to destroy the quality of life for Americans. So are you gainfully employed now on your on your own or are you kind no of, what are you kind of doing now what's what what's what are you doing up here? I've been basically doing the activism stuff um you know i I was fortunate enough to be a saver and I saved a lot of that money that I worked for um i I was never into buying expensive things um I was just a saver, so, and I keep my expenses low. Um, so I've been spending most of my time doing activism. I, I'll, of course, do stuff about um, this case. Um, Ilya's been, he didn't mention it, but he's been very generously supporting me pro bono. Uh, representing yeah, I watched pro his bono. video on, I watched the video, the Rumble video, and once again, I encourage everyone to watch both videos that we'll post the links to. But watching him talk about the pro bono work, I, I, I'm impressed. I'm, you know, he's a first generation American or was he born in Russia? I believe he was born in Russia and then came over here at a very young age. Yeah, OK, I'm a first generation American, so I was like blessed to be born here. But both my parents were born in Germany, met here. So. Oh, OK. Yeah. OK. Yeah, yeah and he's, an interesting past. <laughs> and he's a he's a workhorse man. He'll stay up all night writing a motion. And lose, he'll literally lose sleep over it. He'll right. go to the court and like he's ready to pass that. I'll be like, come to lunch, and he'll be like, no, I need sleep. And he's doing all this uh, pro bono, and he's just super selfless. Um, he agreed to take on the case pro bono from the very beginning. He's actually been like he took on a couple of other cases pro bono and um he's been like running out of funds that's what triggered me making the give send to go yeah Um, absolutely i need to keep my attorney alive so that he can survive (laughs) so that he can keep representing food i think is what it is right Yes, that's we'll, an we'll put those links in. So please feel free to share the organizations that you're affiliated with and Ilya's name and his his attorney group and everything like that. I'll let you fair, share all that information and then we can chat chat some more. But I want to make sure we get that in before we before we call it. OK, yeah. What did you what did you want me to? Oh, so the the all your affiliated like groups, the all of your activism groups or any links or any, com- you know, Anybody that you could share that we can that we can well, uh, connect to. I I kind of jump around all around New England and help out other groups. Um, uh, it's it's usually just a ragtag group of us that go out and do a protest, or we'll go to um, the state house and testify in favor of uh, bills that support medical freedom. Um, I'll go live on my Facebook every once in a while to uh, um, show people what we're doing out in the field. It's been cold lately, so not a lot yeah. of protesting. Um, but I I put a lot of stuff on my uh, Odyssey channel. My Odyssey channel is where all my court videos are. Uh, we generously have um, a woman from uh, she she's big on court recording. Uh, organization com film c-o-m-f-l-m um 
she comes in and records the court proceedings. She's agreed to come in and record when trial starts. That will be April 2nd at um, in Concord, Massachusetts at the Concord District Courthouse, 305 Walden Street at 8.30 a.m. on April 2nd. Um, 2024. I, 2024, yep. So coming up, coming right Making around. Making sure we put that in there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This has been a multi-year case. Um, uh, I am on Twitter again. I just remade my Twitter. I know you said uh, that that old account okay. is suspended. Right. But I saw if that. you look, if you look, I remade it. It's uh, my handles at Kevin D Mackey zero now. Okay. So uh, there's I'll, only. We'll find it. I'll I'll get it linked. Yeah, there's not much on there, just the attack video. Um, I've got some I've got some circles with some independent people, some libertarians and whatnot. So okay. uh, definitely can get the word around as much as I can. I'm not at anybody really yet, but we'll get there. Well, I'll definitely share this when when yeah, it absolutely. comes out. Um, yeah. And... So is there anything else you wanted to, to talk about to the fat or just something you wanted to share about your general thoughts about things? Um, no, I'm just, uh, and I'm, I'm ready for trial now. <laughs> uh, uh, we have some prep work to do, uh, as far there might be some appeal actions. We might get the federal court involved, uh, maybe before trial. I don't know, but, um, this case has been dragging on for so long. It shouldn't even be happening at all. I'm hoping that the jury is a common sense. It should have certainly been settled by now. Let's be honest that like you haven't had even the option of having a, a trial within a reasonable time frame as an American citizen. Well, a lot of that is due to our defense motions. So I don't think okay. that in I don't think that implicates the uh Oh that's okay, that doesn't implicate them. It's just the other stuff that implicates them. Yeah, the what is it? Right. The which amendment is that? I forget. The right to a speedy trial. Right. The right. Yeah. The right to a speedy trial. I didn't want to. Yeah. Okay. So it's more of the defense motions that have kind of dragged it on, obviously, because you've been fighting it the whole time. But, but that they're pushing the way they are. Obviously, there's some force at play, right? Or some kind of something going on. Oh, yeah. They, they hate what we have to say. Yeah. And, and if we were some other type of protesters, BLM or or Antifa or some loved protesters by the government, I'm sure uh, we would get the same uh, coddling that Fred Smith did, the attacker. Right. And he is still on Twitter, is that correct? I don't know where he is. He oh, was, okay. I believe he used to be on Twitter and Facebook, but... If he is still, I don't know where he is now. Well, it's a pretty common name, so it'll be fine. We'll be okay. Cool. It's well, a, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know Smith, right? <laughs> yeah, Fred, Fred Smith. I think he's lost in the woods. He's 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 he, disappeared. Everybody in the ether. he at, back where he came from. He literally <laughs> came out of the woods. I swear to God, I thought Alex Jones attacked you. I'm not look. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Dude looked, he, dude looked like a Alex Jones, like on some drunken rampage. I'm not gonna lie, but 
That's he, just my personal. He, uh, just like Ilya says, uh, he came out of the woods like a crazy Sasquatch. Crazy. Crazy. And that, All right, well, and, Kevin. And the, uh, the video that I just released on my Odyssey channel a few days ago, that one uh, really breaks it down for people. Because sometimes people are like, this happened too fast. What the hell is this video? Ilya goes step by step and it's slowed okay. down. And it, I think it's a really good uh, showing of what happened. That makes All right, I'll direct link that one then. Uh, I'll I'll try to look for some ones. If you have specific links, like I said, just send them to me. I'm happy okay. to 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 share that. And like, thank you for sharing your story. I mean, it sounds like you 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 boldly went where few go. I mean, it you put your job on the line and you paid for it with your job. That's I don't know any further that you can go. I mean, it's like your livelihood. It's, yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping that if something like this happens again, that it'll embolden other people to do that. Cause I think there's strength in numbers of people doing that. Yeah. More people need to need to do it. I, I speak as much as I can. And I, and like I said, I try to stay on, on top of it. I don't know. I haven't been pushed to my lit to my line yet. So I don't know where it is. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to lie. We, we all have a place that we're not going to push any further. I right. just, I haven't gotten there yet. So I've been lucky that, all my mouthing hasn't gotten me there yet. So. Uh, well, and Hopefully. and the mouthing that you've done helps everybody else. You know, when when somebody does do something and you bring awareness to it, that's necessary because if somebody, it's like if the tree falls in the woods and nobody's around to hear it, it's like it didn't happen. So people right. like you and the other independent media people that are doing these kinds of things, that's that's very needed. And I thank you for doing this stuff and putting yourself out there in that way. Absolutely. I, it's the least I can do. I'm I'm not the one making the actual fight. I'm just the one helping people express their fight. Well, that's part of it. I wish, right. I wish there was more. I mean, I'm looking to get to a point where I can be more contributive, you know, but we'll get there. So, well, I Kevin, it, it's been a pleasure. Well. Thank you so much for sharing your story and everything you went through and Good luck. The the trial's April 2nd, you said? April 2nd, 2024. Yep. 2024. Okay. And the, the Give, Send, Go link shows the story, and it's the place where people can donate, is givesendgo.com slash actonassault, A-C-T-O-N-A-S-S-A-U-L-T. Excellent. Cool. Well, thank you again. I'm going to get this cut and try to put it up as quickly as I can. It takes a little while to load this stuff for me because I'm like, uh, bare, you know, uh, bone skeleton budget if you look behind you. So, <laughs> but I'll yeah, get too. it cobbled together. I'll get uh, something recorded. But thank you so much. And thank you again to Ilya. Uh, do you have any closing yes. words, anything else you want to share to people about one one piece of advice you can give to anybody before we call it? Um, no, I think we said everything. Um... Just keep up the fight. Keep up. Keep speaking out. Um, Speech, for sure. You know, the more people that do stuff like this and the more people that talk about stuff that, like this, this is how we change the culture to normalize logic and reality against this BS brainwashing. Yeah, absolutely. All right, yeah. well, Kevin, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time, okay? Thank you. It was a pleasure. Th Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go.
Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. I hate to leave you, but I really must say, good night, sweetheart. Good.